Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to Who the Fuck Knows with Emily Rose. I'm Emily Rose, and I today am going to give you guys just a short little bonus episode because I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. And frankly, that's why I have this podcast. But I watched, there was so much content this week, guys, reality content, television content, and I needed to just talk about the Kardashians for a second. Now, I do have an episode where I recap the premiere of the final season, and I played around with the idea of recapping every episode, and that would be fine. Like, But this season has been really boring, honestly, so far. It's been really boring. And I guess they just kind of have given up. I don't know. And so I just wanted to talk because this episode that they just had on Thursday was called The End of an Era. And I guess the premise was to break down the fourth wall and give us some insight into production, which I think as a concept is great. I think that the execution left much to be desired. Is it just me? Or did it still feel like there were producers behind it? And I and I know, obviously, there's still producers. But when, for example, Teen Mom, in my opinion, Teen Mom has done this flawlessly, right? Teen Mom, a, a couple of seasons ago, started maybe even more. Jesus, it's such an old show. But a couple of seasons ago, Teen Mom really started to play with breaking down the fourth wall. To me, for a series that is so long and, you know, span, I mean, literally generations <laughs> of the show, it got a little stale. Or this is what I think happened in my mind. I feel like in, in, in the production room, in the writing room, whatever, they decided, hey, the show's getting a little stale. What can we do? Well, they decided to start giving some insight into production. So when like Amber was going through, I think it was custody and her producer was with her and we were seeing the producer do the producer's job. And this also actually came to fruition, I suppose, on Summer House this week where Luke goes, oh, well, you know, I don't want to break the first wall, but uh, they produced me to ask her to go to Minnesota, and I did, and I shouldn't have done it. And I'm like, okay. A lot of people, and then of course Andy says, oh, that's not true, that's not true. Well, Andy has to say that. <laughs> he has to say that that's not true, because I understand that they have to keep the illusion. Um, and then Luke just kind of Whatever. I don't want to get too much into Summer House. I'll be doing an episode on Summer House shortly. But my point is breaking the fourth wall entails like actually seeing the producers do what they do, like ask questions, coach them. Um, I don't want to say egg them on, but that is kind of the the vibe of what they do, at least on Teen Mom. And so and so when the Kardashians aired this episode this week, I was just kind of like, I don't know. It didn't feel like actually, it felt like they were trying to 
break the fourth wall or like that was the intent behind the episode, but they never actually did. Except for at the very beginning, they show a, and I and even still, this really isn't breaking the fourth wall, but at the very beginning, they show a baby shower that they throw for two of the producers. And it's interesting to me because those producers, I believe, met on the show. It's a producer, sorry, and a cameraman, and they're having a baby. And that was interesting to me. That was genuinely interesting to me. The rest of the episode was more focused on basically Kris Jenner coming to terms with the end of the show. And Kim and, well, not Courtney. (laughs) Courtney, she tried. She gave us the old college try. She really tried to make us believe that she really just wanted to carry on. She really would have kept doing the show. I don't, I mean, Courtney, I love you. I'm not buying it, okay? You wanted the show to be over. You want to live your life in peace, which I can't blame her for. I was also kind of confused by Chloe because of all of the cast members, the one that I think would benefit the most from not having the show anymore is Chloe. She would she doesn't need to have any more publicity. And then this week or it was last week, the, there was another cheating allegation. And I want to know what you guys think because and not to divert too much, but this is relevant. Another cheating allegation came out against uh, Tristan Thompson, um, a woman, I don't remember her name, on a podcast that I don't remember the name of. <laughs> I'm a little too early here to do some real-time research, but you guys will find it. It just happened. She came out and said that they'd been uh, carrying on a sexual relationship, basically, what was it, from like November to March, November 2020, March 2021, or something, February, And it was all just a little suspect to me. And I never, I don't want people to think that I'm some sort of Tristan apologist. I'm not. It just, I have a hard time. And maybe this is just my, something that I need to come to terms with. But I have a hard time believing that anybody could be that stupid. And I'm talking about Tristan, not not the girl who said that she had a relationship with him. The cameras have been on them and he seems to really love being on the show he seems to like think this is just the bee's knees in my opinion the way that he comes across to me I don't want to say an opportunist but he definitely is is loving the the wave of being on the show and loving getting to recreate his image it seems like a lot of work has gone into the careful structuring and and I don't want to keep using the word producing but producing of Tristan Thompson to America be through Chloe's eyes like who is Tristan to Chloe is kind of what we're getting on the show and I'm getting the vibe that he's low-key like loving that and he's loving this like good boy image and they're incredibly powerful like they they literally just did an episode that was supposed to break down the fourth wall and never really actually broke the fourth wall. Like, they are incredibly careful. So I have a really hard time believing that he actually cheated. Now, here are some things that I do believe. I do believe that it's possible that the podcast 
maybe needed some publicity because I, again, I'd never heard of it before. And not that, not that I know every podcast, there's like hundreds of thousands of podcasts. Okay. So I'm not trying to say that, but I don't know if someone messaged me and was like, Hey, I have this, um, salacious information about a huge celebrity right now, and I'm willing to come on the podcast and talk about it. I, I, I mean, depending on the information, I don't know. I might take the bait. That would give you that gave them such a boost. I have a hard time believing it didn't. They at least got a shit ton of listens to that episode, if nothing else, and they got their name out there. So, so I'm thinking maybe part of it was publicity stunt for them for the podcast. Publicity stunt. I'm not going to get into. I don't. Yes, it is possible that this girl just wanted publicity. That is definitely possible. But I think that there's enough like devil's advocation of women, you know, trying to trap men or lying about having a relationship, an extramarital relationship. Like there's there's a whole there's a whole culture of people that look into that. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I don't really want to get into that on my podcast because for the most part, I just want to give women credit where credit's due. So I don't, she maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe she did a publicity stunt. Perhaps Tristan, perhaps the Kardashians themselves, because as I said at the beginning of the episode, this season has been boring and it's not, it's not boring. I feel like people want to blame it on COVID. It's not boring because of COVID. It's boring because the Kardashians have lost their fan base. I think generally, I think that the Kardashians have lost the authenticity that used to draw people in because a lot of other reality shows are doing it better. In my opinion, this is like my reality show, by the way, my big first reality show that I loved was Girls Next Door and like, you know, home makeover shows. And then it was the Kardashians. I have been a long time viewer, fan, sometimes not fan, reformed Kardashian stan, as I like to call myself for for a while. I don't think that people are as interested because it's just basically a, a scripted TV show at this point. There's no the drama that's happening isn't real. <laughs> like, so this whole episode focuses on the drama of them stopping airing the show, but it also felt very chopped and screwed. It felt very like we're not really seeing the process. Like, surely that wasn't just a random thing they decided to do during COVID. It wasn't. I Maybe it is. And maybe that's the crazy part about it. Maybe that's their lives being insane, but the way the show portrayed it was very much like, oh, we're talking about this because our contract's up now and we have to make a decision in the next few days. So um, Kris Jenner's going to take a phone and I her iPhones, as she said, so that production doesn't see the conversation because they want to, what, reveal to production on camera that they're not going forward with the show. And then... And then they're all standing there. So fast forward just a bit because I have to get this off my chest. <laughs> and their glam teams are phenomenal. I am not 
I'm not even saying I don't like the outfits, but when they were all standing there about to tell the crew that they're not going forward with the show, they looked crazy. All four of them looked bizarre. Chloe's hair, which I mean, I mean, it was interesting to look at, but it was she what they were wearing was crazy. Her pants then and then Courtney looked like she just I don't even want to say rolled out of bed. She looked like she just walked out of the local Fashion Nova um, and then Kim in full glam. And it just it just didn't read as real. Like, why were they so glam? for this conversation why it it didn't it was still like really really good quality maybe this was all just an iphone ad because if this if some of this stuff even the conversation in the living room if some of this stuff was really shot on an iphone that's impressive i'm i'm not going to deny that it is impressive if some of this shit was really <laughs> shot on an iphone i think also this whole the sad part about the, sh- the episode, in my opinion, the saddest part was basically Chris, well, <laughs> the real saddest part is, is still to come, but the darkest part is that Chris is like, I'm preparing my mom for the end of her life. She's moving out of, I think, was it, is it San Diego or Palm Desert? Am I, am I mixing up my shows because of the crossover that happens later? Because um, I know Big Kathy was lived in Palm Desert. So I think that it was San Diego that Chris's mom lived in. So she's moving her to Calabasas so she can be with her family near the end of her life. And that's that's real. That was the realest thing that could have happened on this episode. And that made me really sad, but I'm also like super glad for MJ because like she's lived very far for a very long time and that is that got to be a really uncomfortable storyline for me. Like are her is she going to be able to see her grandchildren and shit like that, especially during COVID? So I'm glad that that's happening. Um, I think it's a long time coming. Now, I'm doing this all straight from memory, so there may very well have been other stuff. I know Scott. Oh God, Scott talks about the ending of the show, and that was brutal. Um, <laughs> he, I don't know if Scott needs the show. I, I don't know if Scott. I don't know what Scott needs. I don't know what Scott needs, but hearing him talk about the show was kind of bizarre. He kind of did seem like he just found out, which is interesting. But yeah, then Courtney talks about it. Courtney talks about how people have been making memes about how she ended the show and she does not seem to be taking that very lightly, Um, which no one cares. Like, girl, you're rich as fuck and you have a great family and so you're beautiful. So you'll be fine. A meme can be made or two, Jesus. Your life's not falling apart in front of our eyes like a couple of your sisters, all right? So then we get this strange, in my opinion, conversation between Chloe and Chris where Chloe's like, you really need to go talk to, you need to go get away. Chloe's like, you really need to go, go to Palm, what is it, Palm Desert with your friends and you guys just Palm Springs, get away, go have fun you know, take your mind. You you always do this. And I'm like, I don't remember this. I remember MJ going with her friends every year somewhere, but I don't remember Chris ever doing this, but okay. And every year my mom likes to just go get away with her friends. And I'm like, all right. And through the years, Chris has 
had several people on the show. She's got all these random women as friends. That's what I was expecting. I did not expect what would happen next. She gets the house, and lo and behold, morally corrupt and cartwheels right there before our eyes. I am standing by. I do not think Kris Jenner is going to move to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We don't even know if Beverly Hills is going to survive past this season. We have no idea. But this was interesting. This whole Kyle and Faye Resnick being her friends. I mean, I know that they are friends in real life, but to film on Keeping Up the Kardashians? Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? What's happening? And then Corey's there being really weird and uh, demanding (laughs) and like playing the father role of these women. It is really fucking bizarre. That whole scene to me was like, I I felt like I was like having an out-of-body experience. Like, we know that Faye and Chris are friends. We know this. And we know that, you know, that we know that, listen, we know that they're all friends. This just felt very intentional. Whereas the whole episode was really supposed to be about breaking down behind the scenes and production and and how the show has affected the audience, has affected the people who have worked on the show. And then we get this random fucking scene of Chris getting wasted with Kyle and Faye and having a weird sleepover, like, pillow fight thing. Like, I just thought that was so strange. So I have to, and with everything that they do, I have to question their intent. I have to question what's the motivation behind this. The motivation to me, the obvious answer for the motivation behind this Chris and all of, and Kyle and Faye scene is, They're trying to gauge interest in Chris crossing over to Beverly Hills. That's what I think. But Beverly Hills is already filmed and Chris is not on the show. So it was just, the the episode was just really tough. And then the whole time Chloe is like having an emotional breakdown about the show ending. It just felt like. They decided they're not going to go forward with the show, but then they decided that for the show, they needed to explain why they're not going forward with the show and then also do something that they've never done, which is bring in the behind the scenes. We didn't need, I don't know. I don't feel like the way that they did it is something that we needed. I didn't feel like I came out of it like, wow, look at all of the the work that goes behind the show. Because the reality, the reality is... The, what the producers are there to do, they don't just, it's not just camera people following them around all the time, which it's very much that, but that's not all there is to it. There is a lot of emotional labor that goes into shows like this. They have to, I would like for them to talk about, which they never will, obviously, but like, you know, deciding what they're going to film, deciding what they're going to piece together. I was surprised. And maybe maybe there's some sort of legal reason for this, but when Chloe starts talking about like all the things that they've been through, why didn't they why didn't they do interviews with the producers? 
I think what they should have done is turned the cameras around like they did in that one Black AF episode of um, Kenya Barris's where they flipped the script. What if, what if Kim had asked or what if Chloe had asked her producer, like, what was the hardest time when filming the show? Because I bet that filming her during the Lamar of it all was devastating for anybody that had to be around her. Why didn't they ask, um, what, what were some of the, why didn't the, the, why didn't the Kardashians ask them? Why did it have to be still centered on their narrative? Because that's not interesting. Girl, we know that you guys have producers and that your family and that they've been with you for years and years. We know that. We don't need you to explain that. I want to know what the producers were thinking when they were trying to get Rob to come on the show and he refused to come out of his room. But y'all have a job to do and a story to produce and he's not doing it. That's what I want to know. I want to know what it was like going through Caitlin's transition with the family as they're dealing with receiving the information, knowing that it's going to go public, managing their relationship with Caitlin. Like, what was it like to be in that environment, to be documenting that environment? That's what would be interesting to me. That's the kind of stuff that would bait me into continuing to watch the rest of the season, which I will because I've been with the show for so long. It seems crazy not to, but hearing about how they feel about the potential of the show no longer airing is just, it's boring. It's boring. And it, and it doesn't help their case because the biggest, biggest complaint that people have about the show is they're not real enough. We can't believe anything that they do. We can't believe anything that comes out of their mouths. A cheating allegation comes up against a known cheater, and I'm still kind of like, did they did they plant this story? Did they plant this girl to keep it interesting, to keep people trying to figure out, like, if Chloe and Tristan are going to stay together? It's just really weird. And then And then we do the crossover shit with Kyle and Faye. And then we know that Rena's going to talk about Scott on the next season of Beverly Hills. So, but they haven't talked about it. It's just, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. And I really wish that they had taken this opportunity to do what we want them to do. Wouldn't that have been great? I would watch an, I would watch an hour and a half documentary on producing what was it like to be a producer for the most hated family in america what was it like did you like i want to know did they ever try to get another job and people wouldn't let them because of their association with the kardashians i want to know what it was like for the personal assistants the various personal assistants like having to manage which isn't really show related but it is behind the scenes related and if they really want to keep us going, they got to start being a little more transparent and, and breaking down that wall for real, Luke style, okay, throwing, out, throwing it out there with Andy Cohen that he shouldn't have asked Hannah to go to Minnesota because it was just a producer suggestion. But they won't, they won't do that. I'm definitely interested to see when Andy does the reunion episode with them because that's allegedly coming 
I want to see that for sure. I'm definitely interested in that. But for the time being, I don't fucking know, guys. Are you guys going to keep watching the show? I want to know. I want to know where everybody is of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, if you're even still into it. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are like, Emily, you're trash for still watching this show. And by all means, hold me accountable. I cannot disagree with you. Um, Let me know, guys. Thank you for following along with this episode. If you want to hear more, uh, follow me on Instagram at Emily Agogo. I am going to make a page for the show. I just have to get the patience to do it. And then if you're enjoying the show, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. I just got on the Acast and I'm trying currently to get on iHeartRadio. So guys, listen, if you are enjoying it, please subscribe, follow, download, and share. I would greatly appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys later. All right. Bye-bye. Tell me what you